Yes, welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, Jacob Dahlin. Uh, today's guest, Switek uh, uh, Hockey, uh, Dagge Wenström. Yes, that's my nickname. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Yeah, Dagge and. Uh, a little bit of a so I, I got introduced to you by a previous guest, Mange from Skills and Prehab, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, yes, yeah, and I think uh, he he we talked about uh, I think he said he worked with you many years ago and kind of learned a lot um, in in some of the ways that he's he's taken on uh, the same philosophies um, from from those years ago. Uh, 15 years we worked together yeah so so let's talk a little bit about your background a little bit sweet tech hockey uh what is it and and a little bit of your background uh my background as i'm i'm coming from the south sweden from uh, smallland and uh today i'm uh, 59 uh, and i leave uh, very early uh, the the village I come from, uh, Lansbro, and uh, that is a hockey town like Leksand or it's a small town. Is hockey is very big, and uh, we have uh, today you you can maybe Eric Carlson in San Jose coming from there, and his dad and me play together. We were defensemen, both of us, and uh, but I leave early and uh, start my hockey career in different kind of clubs in North Sweden in Gothenburg and go around there so uh, and I always had been very uh, trained very much for I I, yeah my passion was hockey that was the only thing we learned in Landsborg in Småland and uh, but um, the problem I have uh, was that I get hurt in my knee very early in my career so I stopped when I was 20, 23, I think it was. Uh, I was in Hove 71, and then I, I didn't get any spot really there. So they sent me to another club, and then I go one year to Germany. And then after that, I, I come here to the south, and then I, I said, My knee's not whole anymore. So I stopped. Yeah. And then I started coaching, um, coaching hockey players as a team in coaching. And uh, have a, a good team here in Kyukansta, uh, young team, and um, and we I developed them and uh, on I think it was four player in that uh, these years I have who play very high in the end uh, of this this player's career. So we my philosophy was that everyone have should have uh, education instead to just have that kind of. We are gonna win, win, and win. They they need something. Learn them to skate. Learn them to play. Have fun, and see everyone. So that was my philosophy very early when I started to coaching team. And uh, yeah, I go. I have coaching uh, every age and senior teams, and have been assistant coaching in Germany. Uh, in the DL league, in the Danish elite league, and uh, and have junior elite teams here in in Sweden too. So I have I have been in in very many kind of levels, 
and get a very good experience from that. I was in the national team for women too, uh, 2001 in World, World Championships in uh, Minneapolis, and I helped them out to the Olympic silver we took uh, 2002 in Salt Lake City too. So I have uh, lots of experience uh, of uh, female hockey and uh, and uh, boys hockey and senior hockey. So, But in the end, when I was uh, senior coaching, um, I had a big problem with many players. For I had one player I remember. He couldn't not stop, so he was a defenseman. And when he go go out to, in the corner, he just go out in the morning, but just pung. And I ask him, "Why do you not stop before you hit the guy?" I cannot stop. <laughs> okay, that must be a problem. For if you cannot <laughs> stop, and so any more players who cannot stop. They're going to fire me. We are not going to win any games. And there was my starting thinking about, I want to develop players instead to coaching them as a coaching a team. So there where I was thinking, how can I start this kind of company to, to do that? And, and on, when I started this uh, company to develop player, many look down on me and said why why should we pay you for for to do that and that and that we have that in the team so it took many years to to come over that kind of step before they, they want to pay me for for develop them today is no problem but on that time was many who didn't like me if you say it like that <laughs> how long ago so how long have you had that how long you've been on uh, on the on the player development side full-time? Uh, Sweet Tech is uh, 25 years uh, this year. Wow. So I mean, 25 years. I just think, and that's that's the thing that kind of draw me. Of course, I got recommended, you know, to you to have this conversation, but I think that that was my first, my first, uh, there's a lot of skills coaches, player development coaches out there today, but yeah. there's very few that has been around that long Um in in specifically that area and i'm i'm interested in uh so here's here's a couple of things i wanted to get and and i wrote down kind of on my bullet points and that is so much of what i what i do in my profession in, which is not in hockey necessarily but it deals with strategy meaning what are we doing how and then execution or the methods uh, no, uh, the strategy is what are we doing and then and the execution or the methods which is how are we doing it and then the philosophy behind it why are we doing it but then also uh, the execution effectiveness and efficient efficiency of those things so let's talk first of all about you you have a philosophy of of developing the hockey player to be a hockey player uh, and not just good at skating, as an example, or not just good at 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 shooting or passing, but but the whole person on and off the ice. Yes. So talk about yes. the strategy first of all. As my strategy is that the player should be in the first, they are going to be very. Um, they're going to be a hockey athletes, so they are not going to be good at a few things. Like when you're working with off-ice training, I don't just do the ordinary thing. We do lots of things, so 
I, I do CrossFit by myself, so it's very nearly to CrossFit, but I put in all different kind of things to get them to a hockey athlete. But it's very important them to understand how you are on the on the other side, how you social are against other ones, like how you are in school, how you meet when you meet another player, how you're gonna be, and that and that. So I develop them on that too. When they, when they have my players who are coming here in the next weekends, who I mentor for, they learn not just they don't do just physical uh, as a office training here. They we we talk about how should I be, how should I think about when I do that and that. When I meet you, I always say hi. Maybe I I take my hand and your hand, and so they have a. Uh, I'm like a dad for them, so that is one other thing in my philosophy that you should be very social against the other ones and and be be good at, at other people, and and uh, and then you should be like I said, an hockey athlete. So you're gonna be very strong on many things. Not just for hockey. You should uh, do lots of things. Who's very good, and then I develop the 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 hockey things like skills things. But that should integrate to the to the off ice training. So if I do off ice training, you can see it in the in the skills in hockey too. So I don't do just hockey skills for hockey skills. Um, that so it's like a pyramid. So I want to have everything, every step on. And I always plan it very carefully how I put it into every every player I work with. So when I have an ordinary camp, I cannot do that for 24 players. But I always stay, start with the basic things. I always introduce uh, how i thinking, how you should think here to the other players. You have uh, respect for them. You don't say that and you don't say that. And I give a shit what club you come from, if you are from... Uh, Frölunda or whatever. Here we are Swedish and we are respect each other and that and that. So that's the base ground for my philosophy. So what I want is if I send a player to you, if your club calling me at, we are interesting of that player. Like yesterday was a club who called me. They one of the players I mentor for. He's gonna maybe go to a hockey gymnasium in the north Sweden. So they call me and I said, this is how I developed this player. So you're going to get the player who know how he's going to train, how he's going to do on ice and how he's going to be outside ice, how he's going to eat and this and these. So they they are good players to, to get to the club. So that's why clubs call me like Timo and Björklöven and Koskjona and they call me. They they know that the players have a good education. Yeah. So that is philosophy. So not just hockey camps for hockey skills, but but that is just maybe a percent of a uh, hundred, if you say like that. So so, so that is. So talk a little bit about. I think the other f- interesting part is, is is that you don't know your normal person that your player that you're working with is not necessarily the fully developed one that comes to you and they're already in the NHL but oh. but but a little bit different yeah the most of the players if you look at them today when they are senior and maybe our top players is that I start with them when they are nine years old 
and uh, around nine years. So many of the people who come into my camps, they start very early and they follow me. Some of them don't want to follow me for they think I'm too tough maybe or whatever. I am not logom, so we say in Swedish, I don't know the English word for it, but they maybe want to have like, uh, yeah, just have fun. But uh, for me, fun is to to develop and and get some good things so how you can, so so you can use it when you are a hockey player. So that's why I started early with them and developed them, and they follow them me and and uh, and then they coming back when they are juniors and seniors like Simon Evanson, uh, Hampus Plato, and these players who have played in SOL and and Simon is in NHL, and it's it's more of them. So, so that is my philosophy too. At, at, at I work with them very early, so I know them well. I know the parents, and I know everything. So when the when the guy here from the club who called yesterday called me, I know a lot of the players. I know how they are in school, uh, how good they are in school. So I can say that and that. So, 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 so I, and, how does it work with with a player that may have come to the? a couple of years in camp. When do you start working with them more than just on, on a week camp, so to speak? What does that look like? Because it's got to be challenging a little bit logistically with distances. And I, I would imagine yeah. most of the players are down there in the South. Yes. Uh, from, yeah, Gothenburg, if you take it like that and down, is the most of the players. But if you say that when we start with the player from the south, I work with the most of them. It's at the coming on the camp, and after a, after maybe a year or or a month, they ask me if I can they come into my program, my mentor program, and these kind of things. And uh, then they they must write to me and ask, and so I can see why do you want to be in my mentor program. But it's not just to be in that. You, it's it's a much you must uh, improve for for me to to go into this program. So, uh, and after that, if they come into the program, they they uh, have office training on my uh, having my cell phone. I have an app there, so they can I do the program for them. So they do them home home and then they come one time in a month to me and we have ice practice uh, or like now in the off season they come in here to my to my performance center here and we do the test for them so I can see how they get forward uh, when they're training and program them between we have four weeks between and then they come back and we do the test and I probe them again and that and that. So that is the ordinary thing. But then we have players who not go to the mentor program. So, but they, most of them take my app and, and do my office training too, for that is integrated to each other. So that's why they want to, to have the both things, someone say like that. And then it's very easy to me and the other coaches I have in the in team Tech here, to develop them on ice, but we know what they are strong at. If we have a player who coming the first time, and we have a player who have been with us for a year or two years, it's a big difference to see. Even if they're the same age, the the guy who have been for us for two years, he's strong. He had lots of skills on the on the edges, so he can do lots more things. For he have training off ice and on ice with us 
So he had another uh, body control. So the body control is one of my philosophies so is very important. Yeah. Even if it's on ice or off ice, I always have lots of things when we do that. Like oh. yesterday, I had players, they working a lot with one feet. Sometimes they go on on the line. You know, you have you have like a circus uh, when they yeah. go on. So do lots of these kind of things so they can, they must have body control. That is one of my, uh, I talk most of, you, if you don't have body control, how you should skate on ice? So you are no. going to have this combination so you know where you have your body. So these things are so important. And I, uh, that's why many of them love to come for they, they improve every time when they're coming. So, so, so one of the players that are playing or they're, that are working with you, how, how much time are they spending with you and your coaches in person? Uh, do you mean mental program or ordinary? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, you got one. One thing is when when you have a camp and you may be together on on a week, yeah. but 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 that's a little bit special. But but the yeah. ones that follow you uh, on an annual basis, do you, you know they train in their rink and sometimes they come to you or how does it work? Yeah, they come one time in a month uh, yeah. to me in the rink, and we do. Uh, I do my program after. It's like school. They have a program for the school, how you're going to educate. I have the same. So yeah. It's not uh, not a big difference there. And then we have, they do my office uh, training every week, uh, maybe three, four times a week. And then they have the office training with the club too. And that can be three, four times too. And then they have ice practice, maybe three or four. It depends how old they are. Is that the junior player, like I have in Vec, where I have junior there. Um, they have maybe four ice practice or free free ice practice in one game, and then they have off ice training, and then they have my program for three times too. So that is a lots of things they are uh, they're gonna do for that week. But my program is just thirty minutes, so it's no problemo. You 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 can rest after that. So my yeah. program is about 30, 30 to forty minutes. So. You can put it in in the morning before you go to school. Many do that, and or you do it. I have a player who did it on lunch. <laughs> he, uh, when he had lunch in the school, he he did go to the gym, uh, gymnastic hall and do it there. So it's the. I I always said to the player, you must plan your day. Yeah, you must plan but, your but day. that's but that's a customized for that particular player. Then and, yeah. and that may not be the same for the other player, right? No. I think that that's a that that's that's good. What are um when you what are the problems? I I, I know I'm I'm opening up Pandora's box here when I say what are the problems that you see because I know that there's plenty, but but what are the things that you see that 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 irks you? It's at the at the clubs here in Sweden. They many many times they they think that they own uh, earn the player. You okay. cannot do that and that and that. But if you look, we have many ho good hockey players in Sweden and they do an excellent work. But you you must think you are a, a different kind of person than me. So if we do train the same, it's maybe not you're going to be the best and I'm not going to be anyone. So I think the biggest problem we have in Sweden that when, when I have been... Uh, uh, in Switzerland and Germany, 
the, the, when the season is end, the player are free to do whatever they want. So many of them take uh, ordinary as a pay for PT as a own coaches and trainer. And like in U.S. in Canada, you have a, maybe a tryout in August, and between there you can do whatever you want. Uh, I I think the problem I want to do in Sweden that uh, let the players do more individual things if they want to doing it, and if they have afford to doing it too for its cost sometimes. So. That I think is a big problem. I have clubs who said to my players, "You cannot do that. It's uh, if you want to play here, you cannot doing it." But he's a junior player; he's maybe fifteen years old. How can you decide that? If the parents and the and the boy want to do that, and 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 you are still in the club, you train there, you play there, and they cannot see anything different between that he has going to be better. Is that the problem? Not for me, but for the club is is many times the problem. Why? Why do you think that is? I think they are jealous or something <laughs> like that. That uh, yeah, maybe he do a better job, but maybe I don't do that sometimes. It's just I I put it in to to the individual. At, I see him. You know, if you have thirty players in in elite club, like we have many elite clubs in the south, like Torregla, Malmo, Vecchio, and go on. And they don't give a shit about the player. They want them to perform. And I yeah. always said to my players too, the, the clubs don't, they give a shit about you. They want you to perform. So yeah. if you say to them, I cannot perform. Okay. But I don't want to have you. I have 20 more who want to come in. Yeah. So he must think about himself, even if it's a team sport. For me, hockey is just a team sport when you play a game. Between there, it's an individual sport. You must always think about the sleeping, how you eat, how you train, and take the extra train. For the players to be something, they are always training more than the other players. What about the what about the stigma in Sweden? Jante Lagen. That's got to be a, a word a word that you cannot stand. No. <laughs> yeah, well, explain Jantelagen for the for the for the American listener that that But that, the Jantelagen is more like you should do whatever everyone do. Don't if don't, you do, don't if you go outside there you are uh, Yeah. Yeah, or, or 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 we look down on you that that that's not good. That's yeah. that's bad or that's ugly or that's a bad trait for you to be you must be better than us, right? Yeah. Who but do you that, think you are? Let me yeah. pull you down to the to the average. But if you go to where you are in that country, they don't think like that. They always think I want to be number one. I have a I have a, a player who come now in February to me from New York. So they travel over and be here for a week. I'm training him as just one and one with him, and we were just talking about and he too. I want to be the best. And I give a shit about the other ones. But here in Sweden, you never heard that. <laughs> it's just Latin who say that. The yes. other players, oh, I cannot be better than him. And, and uh, they are afraid. Why are you afraid? No one is going to thank you when you are, uh, if you want to be a top player. Uh, no, no one is going to thank you. So for me, it's the biggest problem is that I think many coaches and clubs are afraid if the players take an extra 
I can understand it. We have a problem in Sweden, in Swedish hockey, not just with that kind of thing I work with. We have like teams who going around and, and play games. Like you have that, I think, in US too. It's it's like if I sweet a cocky, we don't have any developer camps. We just have game camps, you know, mm -hmm. and you pay for to be in that kind of group and you're just going around and play. That for me is, I don't like it, but I don't, I don't think you develop like a player. You have fun. Maybe one time is very good, but you you spend so much money for just go around and play seven minutes each period, and the parents is gonna pay for thirty thousand Swedish crown to go to Italy or Germany to play this kind of tournament. So uh, that, brings, that I don't like. That that brings and that is the problem too in the clubs. You know, for they are thinking at my company is the same shit yeah but i don't think so my club i uh, my uh, company have been in 25 years and i you can see at the result i have uh, lots of good players in top leagues and i have good players in other leagues too who have been with me since they were very young so i don't do any wrong so so that brings me to 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 my next point and that's the, the two words efficiency and effectiveness right so so yeah. where you spend your time there everyone has a limited time and resources uh that is available to them right yeah. uh, most time there's more time than people think like what you're saying hey you can fit in 30 minutes here and you get lots out of it but yeah. I, but i think the other part is that there's a lot of people that spend an enormous amount of time and resources and money on things that may not bring as much results, meaning the the efficiency of the the activity that they put their time and effort and money on. I, I give an example. I've heard someone talking about people spend so much time working on the stick handling and shooting versus the ability to go in and win the one-on-one -on -one battle in the corner, yeah. as an as an example. Yeah. And, and and when you break it down, how is hockey played today is not about beating someone with a fancy toe drag. It's about winning the battle mano a mano. But, yeah. but, but go back to the efficiency and effectiveness part of what. So what are things that you think are the core principles of if you have limited time, where and what should you be doing as a as a junior hockey player if we if if we talk about that segment of 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 the player population now should it be off ice. Off <laughs> okay. that's what i was gonna say should it be the off ice yeah off ice training you know um i i can give you an example when uh when john dolstam who was playing uh sol in uh, oscar sum when he started with me, he was around 10 years old. I think he was 10. And uh, John was on every camp I have, every camp. And he started the, the mental program very late, if you say like that. But me and Magnus, like you talked about before, Magnus Olsson, we, we look at each other and see what he don't get better. We were nice and nice and nice and nice and he didn't go better. So I asked him, this cannot be correct. So we must do something else. 
So we start them to to do uh, off-ice training instead of with that thinking I, I talked about uh, before. And then they'd be better on ice. So that that is the key point when we saw that, that the off-ice training, if you can integrate that to the hockey skills and and break it down, like you said before, what do we need for play a game? Not just doing lots of stick handling. Maybe don't do always skating. I always have one hour skating <laughs> in the beginning of my, my sessions. But the, it's it's the off-ice training who take you technique and your, your skills level forward. So, so it doesn't the- matter. If I have been 20 hours on ice, I get an experience on ice and I can get the better feeling on skates maybe, but I don't going to do the different kind of drills good with quality. For I don't have my, physio- uh, uh, my off-ice uh, strange for it. So that is, I think, is the key point. That's why I always pointed every camp I have, every day I, I meet the players, like now I have a big camp here on Sunday. I, I'm going to say it for them maybe 20 times, off-ice training, off-ice training, off-ice training. All right. So, so two things I want to bring up and break down on that that I want to get your opinion on too. Number one, your favorite activity, running. Number two, uh, so let's start with that one, but but I'm going to give you the number two, which is a lot of the pro teams are using certain measurements, must be able to do, uh, you know, so much hand clean, so much squat, so much, um, uh, so many pull-ups as an example. And I wanted to get your opinion on if that, if those measurements hold uh, if any weight in your opinion, but let's start with the running. What's your opinion on cardio and running specifically? Do you is is that the only way you can get cardio on right uh, <laughs> running? No, I, I, let's let's just start there. I just asked for many many coaches, ma- many who develop player in in many sports. It's not just hockey. I have a, a I don't know what it is in England handball and yep. golf. Players. European European handball, yeah. Yeah, precisely. And and soccer players, I ordinary soccer, uh, not yeah, yeah. It's not matter. But they, they always think oh, we must run, we must we get cardio. Okay. But you so you must run for get cardio. Yep. Okay. Long? <laughs> yes, long. That's that's good to be to run. I like to run, but not if I am a hockey player. For if my niece is gonna get get hurt if I'm a young player, if I'm about f- f- 13, 14, maybe younger, they, they 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 can't not run. I have a football team. I am uh, coaching here. They are in division number two is level four or something like that. But they are very high. They cannot run. I learned them how they're gonna run. How can a hockey player then run? Today, they are still running. I stopped with that for seven years ago. For We run, they run yesterday, 200 meter. 200 meter warm up, they run. Mm-hmm. It's not the problem to run 200 meter, but if I'm going to get cardio, I work with high intensity uh, intervals instead and do it more fun and maybe more 
integrate with the sport I gonna gonna be in. I, but I, I, I don't. I, I think of uh, Rasmus Dalin. You know the clip where Flodian was working on the sand pit, um, running mm -hmm. up and down with the team in the sand pit. Uh, maybe a little bit better, better way of running than running flat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's much better, but it's depend on what time you do what you do. I don't know if you have seen my pyramid, how I work with player. I start in April to build the ground for them. And then I start with the uh, uh, functional things like how we uh, work like an hockey player with how we skate and do these kind of movements. And then I get to the strain. And there you come in maybe on the next question you have. There I put in sometimes like hang power clean or 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 power clean but more hang power clean and these things i take from the crossfit i work with crossfit by myself i think we but i don't do the same i always changing so the muscles can do lots of things you know but they need to get power and that i need sometimes to to take weight uh, training but that i do for a period about four weeks and we are very hard there is now the players are going to start next week. The the senior players I work with did very heavy uh, weight training for four weeks, and I have started now for this is about six weeks. I have um, so the body now know now something is coming and it's going to be very very um, uh, yeah a lot of power on them. So the body is going to hold now. So if I start with that early, the body is not going to hold it. Yeah. So that's why I have my pyramid. So I follow that on the whole season. But then when we come to the off season, I start it again and look how the body function after a hard season. And then I build them up again. So so I can get the lots of things and they can work very much. So they don't get hurt. My players are not hurt. They are not wounded. So what are the... So what are, are doing the... it something like that but most of my college have wounded players i don't i have no one yeah how do i do i follow my pyramid very easy so let's talk about the the, the season that you're in now of course you do and if if you if for the folks that go to 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 your 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 website which we're going to talk about but it's sweettechhockey.com if you go you do an awful lot of summer camps out there but what are the things yeah. going on uh, in the season, in the off season now for you, what 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 are most of your players doing now? Now they do a lots of intervals with different kind of functional uh, workouts with uh, double bells and uh, kettlebells and these kind of things. So they can do it whatever they they can doing it in hotel room, in the gym, back home, whatever. For it's you don't have to have a gym to work out. You can be on the beach. I have for a couple of years ago. I have eight players who follow me down to Spain. I always go to Spain in June. Um, I go this year 11, uh, 11 June and three weeks and then the players come down and we were working on the beach so for me you can work out whatever so just now they're working very hard and and some of them have a very heavy double bias like that for for next week they're going to start with the, the the bars and then they're going to have more weights on 
So the yeah. body must be prepared for it so they don't get hurt or something like that. So mm -hmm. now we have a lot of that and we work about, I have uh, intervals. I have two different kind of intervals. It's uh, uh, the one I want to have more cardio and it's a 25 second rest, uh, 10 seconds. And we do that for six, six laps. So we have about around 25 minutes work. And then I'm working about around 80 to 85% of the maximum where we have a pulse band on them. So I can see all the time how they work when they are working. And the guys who are gonna be on strength training next week, they working more uh, 30 seconds, rest 10 seconds. So you hear we have a very short rest time and, and work for 30 seconds. For no one in the whole world can work longer than 30 seconds in high intensity. If, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you take your son and you said, work now for one minute, he's gonna do a micro uh, uh, pause. Uh, yeah, he's not gonna work for a whole minute. He's gonna go down and don't work so much, but you can work for 30 second maximum if you, if you have good training. So that's why we don't go over 30 seconds. So when did when does the so let's say the season now starts in September? Uh, when mm. is the heavy season over, and when do they start getting? You know, I'm sure you're building in a rest period, and then they start getting on the on the ice and kind of getting prepared. Because uh, I I would imagine that that right now they're not skating much. And. No, we don't have so we have about two camps in May and then we have some ice practice just where I don't want to have so many just now. I want the players to do off ice training. Yeah. That's why the parents call me all the time. Do you not have a camp? Do you not have a camp? No. Why should I have it? You should off ice training. But they are working uh, now with the heavy, uh, heavy training, not every day for it's depend how I program them. Maybe. If you see, uh, I have a one senior here playing the Danish Elite League. Uh, he uh, he have about four days heavy uh, weight training for next week and two not so uh, hard, more cardio things, you know, and stretching on this uh, mobility on these two days too. And then he's uh, free half, of uh, yeah, in the weekend he's he's not gonna do uh, training. So they work from Monday to Friday, and then they are free on the weekend. So one day he do two two, and the rest of he doing about one or something like that. So when so do they always the weekends? Yeah, when do so when do they, they start getting on the ice? Is that in sometime in July or August? In uh, no, in middle uh, of July we have our camps, and many of them come then. Yeah. So they and then the so teams they, they, uh, the teams start theirs sometime probably early August sometime then. Oh, uh, in the end of July, the senior players go on, and the juniors or the young players start in in August in Sweden. I think it's too early. I think it's a. Uh, it's better to do like you do on other uh, uh, on US and Canada. It's maybe start uh, like in in September instead. For the season is so long, but here in Sweden, they in Europe, many and not not just Sweden, they start very early in the beginning of August. But you know, just training on ice, 
and I don't know why you should doing it, but um, on at Christmas you are you are not uh, fun with ice if you say like that. So it's better, I I think, if I had the opportunity to decide, I, I should say the start in the beginning of September instead and work for when I start with the senior player, they maybe have maximum 20 weeks to work off ice. Yeah. Maximum. And if you have been in SOL and play the, the, the yeah, to, to, to April and like that, you maybe just have about 14 or 12 weeks to doing it for you have, you have four weeks vacation too and that, that's if you're not injured yeah yeah if you have been injured we start maybe with rehab in the in the beginning uh, like april and and take the body and, and 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 yeah and start it up again and see what we must do with it and and that can take about three and four weeks too and many young players like junior players they don't understand it. So they go on, start the off-eye season wounded, if you say like that. Mm -hmm. And the coaches, they want them to be on the training. If you see in these small clubs and you have good trainers there, but they don't think about the players. But maybe one of the junior players have been hurt in, in his knee in the February or like that. And then they stop in the beginning of Mars and he do nothing maybe in Mars. And then they start in April and the knee is still hurting. Yeah. And they go on. And he are not going to start the season very good. He's going to start very low, if you say like that. Yeah. So for me, it's a big problem for the, the coaches or the guys who work in weather. I, I don't think they understand everything sometimes. They don't have that kind of education. I have... I have re uh, I have learned I study medicine for five years. Five years. How many coaches have medicine background? Yeah. So no. when I see when I see a player, I can see inside him. For I have been, uh, I have cut in 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 people when they are dead. When you do this medicine, uh, I want. In the beginning, I want to be a doctor, but it was took too long time, so I I jump off. <laughs> but I read medicine in Uppsala. There, I meet my my wife, and and uh, you know, I have a very good education, so I know how 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 you function. So I take that in with me. So that is the same. I'm on ice. I don't skate ordinary skating like you t you do a toe push. I do a push with my whole feet on the side not on rotation back like i learned when i was young so i work how the body do the biomechanic yeah so that is a different too so i i do the same integrate from the off eyes to the eyes so it's it's a little big it's a different between how many other maybe work well, what comes to my mind is is you're absolutely what you're talking about here is not the average and not the norm, right? And I think that that's the that's the uh, that's the point. This is not yeah, twenty five years. So <laughs> yeah, the 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 point is is um, is not to be average. But if you want to be, uh, I, I I mean, for the one who wants average, you, you, you keep doing average. But if you want to be the best you're going to have to push 
But it's also, I mean, I think back when I was growing up, thinking about the how Gunda Swan, who was a legendary cross-country skier, yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who took it to another level and became a true professional. Uh, he didn't just work hard, but he changed how we thought about diet. He thought about recovery. And, and he thought about things um, in terms of optimization, efficiency, effectiveness, and, and, and really to have a strategy that you follow uh, with a purpose, yeah. Uh, now that may and and also that is different from one player to the next, uh, based on their based on their physiology, based off of their needs and their deficiencies. Uh, and I think that that is um, uh, there's definitely opportunities. There's tons and tons and tons of talents, and there's tons of work that happens. But you know the the work harder, not smart. Work smarter, not harder. Um, you have to yeah. work really, really hard, but it's yeah. no, not always the answer. No, but that's why I ask many players, do you want to be an athlete or, or you want to be, yeah, like everyone? It's, yeah. it's dependent on you, but it's not the problem if you want to be that too. You know, we, we need players on every, every level, but you must understand if you put in money and time for work and whatever, you must think, what is my goal? What do I want with it? And and sweet tech uh, is for everyone. I, I don't say that you must be top uh, player to come to me. It, it's not that. Here, everyone can come. But I always, for me, when you come to me, I'm going to do the best for you. Then it's up to you how you're going to take it with you or not. Yeah. Well, let's round out. What's the so so? I want to I want to make sure that people can. I, I think that your website is a is a very informative website. You're also on 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 social media quite a bit on Instagram and Facebook yeah. type of things. But what's the best way to to find you? Sweettech.com, uh, tech with a C and not an uh, 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 it's not a double H. Sweettechhockey.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. The home site or my ordinary, my own home site, I have a xpittraining.com. No, uh, S-E. Not the S-E, yeah. Uh, there you can see how I work with uh, off-ice training. And, uh, but you can go to, to sweettechhockey.com. Uh, there you can go to my ordinary, my own uh, side you can see how i train there too i put all all my my calendar there too so you can see when i do my crossfit when i have my camps and when i run uh, uh, running i like run but not the players <laughs> so the, and the uh, other and the other one is is your podcast which uh, i know you, you you talk a lot about these things and they're, they're really good um uh, if on 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 um most pod players out there which is um sweet tech pod uh is is the search word there as well uh it's in swedish so you may have to i think i've done something in english but uh now I, maybe i'm gonna do it after this i i uh, uh i don't know yeah but it's it's easier for me to talk sometimes uh, about 
I, I most of the time in my pod, I talk about office training, how you can be better if you want to be better and uh, try to understand the players and the parents and your juniors and seniors that if you want to 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 have a better contract, to find a better club or with your agent or whatever, you must have a, a, a good helping how you're going to train. It's not just to go to a gym. You're not going to be best in the gym. You're going to be best on ice. And that's yeah. a big difference. You yeah. cannot do the ordinary workout we did when I was young hockey player, running, just doing weights and have some fun drills sometimes, you know. Yeah. But today, hockey is more complicated. You need so many things. And you, like you said before, you must think about the rest. You must think about why, how you eat. That you can see on my own uh, uh, ex-fit there. You can see, I, I talk about the how you can eat there too. It's very important. It's not, you don't have to be special for how you eat. Just eat better food, not with uh, lots of sugar or whatever. Try to find the energy and good, uh, yeah, good and with protein and these things so you get stronger. But for many, they eat junk food many times and they don't think about this. They, in When they are young, they have a lot of talent. But they don't understand that the talent is not going to follow you the whole career. It's going to stop somewhere. Then you need what you have put in. And if you don't put in anything, it's going to end a day when you're not going to get forward to be a hockey player you have dream on. So that's why I always said good office training pay for it it's not have been it's not expensive to get a good program in the app it's not a, much money it's a, a hockey stick is so expensive this is not expensive but this can be better for you yeah so i i'm so what i say sometimes i be so angry and sad when i heard parents and kids when they are I want to go to that camp and that camp and that camp and that camp and that camp. It's not going to be anything of that. Yeah. I, Work I, out. I, I so empathize with it. So the season that we're in here in the U S and I'll close with this. And I think that this is um, there's pre-draft camps. There's, there's showcases. There are uh, you can go all summer and and skate and it's all about being it's all about being seen of course here it's about playing juniors and pl- playing playing tier two or tier one junior hockey to be able to get a d1 scholarship but yeah so little is focused on getting better and and yeah. yes you have to have a balance and you have to go to some of these things to be able to get seen and 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 the marketing aspect of of marketing yourself as a player but if you could say yeah cut out 90% of those and take 90% of your time effort and money and resources and 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 work really really hard um you know I tell my son I've got a I've got a ditch out here and a wood pile and and you can you can work really really hard here, and and yeah. and and that's going to give you more than going to a showcase. So yeah, uh, and you but, you have you save the money too. Well, I mean it's it, again it's about, 
but but I think the bigger thing is really it's not the money, it's the resource that is the most scarce is the time. Time Uh, runs away and and you only have so much time to put the work in. And if you don't maximize that time, and time is is fleeting, and then all of a sudden you're here at the beginning of the season, and you can't get it back. And like like I had one player who was in uh, Dubai now. He come home uh, yesterday, and he been in Dubai for one week. And what do you think he do there? Do you think he's just uh, now he cannot be in the sun? It was very hot in Dubai. But he trained too. So you like you said, you you cannot be sick, you cannot be wounded. You 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 must put in the time you have in the early time in your age, you must put in more. Yeah. Many parents said, Oh no, he cannot train more. He do that and he do that and do that. Why? When you are young, you, you it's no problem to train more and you can you can train two two times a day if you want it. If you don't want it, you you're not gonna push the the the, the player. But if he wants it, let him do it. It's no problem. He can doing it. And that time he gonna have with him when he get older. Yeah. I said to the players I have on ice uh, in the beginning of this week. I said to them, if you get sick or you're not gonna train more this week. You have lost a week in your life, in your career. You must put in every day. What should you do every day? Why did you come on the office training on Sunday? I asked a player. I was with my parents. Yeah. Okay, but did you not put in training then? For I see in the app that he had not trained. Yeah. Yeah, but we have holiday. Okay, then you have holiday. But don't come to me and say that you're going to be a hockey player. Uh, yeah. what, what I mean about this is the same like you said. You must put in the time. You cannot go around to just be on ice. That I'd be angry too. But I have players who be on everything. And they are not going to be anything. I, I, I can say it to you now. I don't going to say a name. But I have um, lots of players who do Every camps we have here in Sweden or around here, and I, I had players in in the ten years ago who did the same. They are not hockey players today. They are good people. They do other things, but they don't play hockey. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a it's a subject for another day about commitment, about the mental aspects and the mindset. Of, and I think you and I can both think back of players and people that we met that had what made this person succeed physiologically, but most of the time the the, the fire in the belly, the 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 the, the I am not going to be defeated. I am going to be the best in the world attitude. Um, something I want to talk about in, in in next time we talk. Um, um, so why don't we? Why don't we wrap it there? Thanks for having this conversation um, in English. So you can put this on your podcast now and and reach a a broader audience. Yes. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. Have a good uh, day and uh, hope we see each other in the future. 